once children know that there is a reward in it for them, I see them sitting up smartly, waiting to get the teacher's attention, looking to get noticed. They do want that status. They do want to be seen to be moving up in the class. They do want recognition for doing those good things. Welcome to the School Behaviour Secrets podcast. I'm your host, Simon Corrigan. My co-host is Emma Shackleton, and we're obsessed with helping teachers, school leaders, parents, and of course, students when classroom behaviour gets in the way of success. We're going to share the tried and tested secrets to classroom management, behavioural special needs, whole school strategy and more, all with the aim of helping your students reach their true potential. Plus, we'll be letting you eavesdrop on our conversations with thought leaders from around the world, so you'll get to hear the latest evidence-based strategies before anyone else. This is the School Behaviour Secrets Podcast. And welcome to episode five of the School Behaviour Secrets podcast. In this podcast, we share actionable tips, tricks and strategies to support with behaviour in schools, whether that's individual students, whole classes or whole school strategy. I'm here with my co-host, Emma Shackleton. Hi, Emma. Hi there. And before we go any further with today's episode, I want you to remind us about our competition. Oh, yes. We've got a really exciting competition to tell you about where you can win over £100 worth of behaviour goodies. And I'll let you know more about that later in the programme. So keep on listening. In this episode today, we're going to be looking at the question, do whole class rewards actually work? So by the end of this episode, you should have the knowledge you need to assess the effectiveness of the whole class rewards in your classroom. This is a question a lot of people ask us. Do whole class reward systems actually work? I think people ask because maybe they haven't had the success they were looking for, or perhaps they want to know how to tune their reward system in their classroom to get the maximum impact with their kids. We're going to set up our own court, the Court of Education, and Emma is going to present the case for the defence, the case for using whole class rewards, and I'm going to present the case against whole class rewards. Emma, you have the floor. Brilliant. Thank you. So my first argument in whether or not to use whole class rewards The reason I think that they do work is because I've seen it with my own eyes. So I've been into lots of classrooms and I've noticed children sitting up smartly, looking at the teacher, waiting to get noticed because they are desperate to be moved up the zone board or given house points or whatever that whole class system is going on. Are they really doing it because they want the reward or are they doing it because they would have done it anyway without the reward system? Are they doing it because they care about about how they behave in school and they want to make the adults around them proud. Okay, so yeah, they could be doing it anyway. But once children know that there is a reward in it for them, I see them sitting up smartly, waiting to get the teacher's attention, looking to get noticed. They do want that status. They do want to be seen to be moving up in the class. They do want recognition for doing those good things. Okay, then present your next point. So my next point is that children respond to them enthusiastically and want them. So children will sometimes ask what the rewards are. They want to know that they're going to get something tangible for showing the right behaviours. So they seem to me to be bought in. They seem to me to be doing the right thing because they know that they're going to get noticed and they know that they're going to get rewarded. But isn't this a distraction from the learning? Isn't this distracting them for wanting to do it for the right reasons? It makes you a 
good person, but you know, wanting to be your best in the classroom. Isn't that the real reason for being enthusiastic about your learning and being polite to each other and being polite to the grown-ups and succeeding at school? I agree. Of course, all of those morally virtuous reasons are good reasons to do that. But is every child at the stage where they are intrinsically motivated in that way? Have they all got to that point yet? I would say no, some of them haven't. And they need that tangible reward to give them the motivation to do the right thing and make those good choices. My next point is that parents love them. Parents like to know. In fact, I've noticed when children are dismissed at the end of the day from primary schools, for example, I will overhear parents asking their child, where did you finish on the zone board? Did you get any house points today? Did the teacher notice you doing the right thing? So I think parents like this kind of system. But just because parents like them, does that mean it's worthwhile doing it? Is it worthwhile skewing why children are doing the right thing? Parents might like us to send home cash. Parents might like us to send home laptops as prizes at the end of the week. But just because a parent likes something doesn't mean it's necessarily got educational value, we're doing it for the right reasons. I hear you, but isn't it always better to get the parents on side? So much of what we talk about in education is about encouraging that partnership between parents and school, everybody working together and being on team child, if you like. So anything that helps the parents to invest in the system and invest in their children's education is good for me. My next point is that Ofsted understands systems. So if an inspector walks into your classroom and they see that you are moving children up the zone board or you're issuing house points or you're giving table points, they understand immediately what's going on. Going on, And it helps them to recognise that you are looking for those behaviours and praising those behaviours. Okay, in all fairness, I do get this point, because if you've got an inspector in the room and there is something obvious that's understood, that's clear, something like a zone board, inspectors know about those systems. So what you're not having to do is start off on the back foot. You don't have to try and explain a system to them. But it is a fairly universal system. And I do think as well as inspectors, it helps if you're having performance management observation. If you're being observed, by anybody actually if they can see that you're referring to those systems they get it straight away they can see what's happening in the room moving away from Ofsted and other people who might be in the room my next point is if they didn't work then why are they so popular why is almost every class that I go into using some kind of rewards and recognition system in the 50s, we used to put asbestos in our houses, you know, and everyone said, what's the matter with that? Asbestos works. 150 years ago, women used to put arsenic on their faces. You know, what's the problem with using arsenic? Everyone's putting arsenic on their face. Just because everyone's doing it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good thing. Final point then in the case for using whole class reward systems, doesn't everyone love a sticker? Doesn't everybody want to be recognised when they're getting it right? Doesn't everybody like that little bit of praise and attention? Because after all, we can't make children do the right thing. We can only encourage them to make good choices. I appreciate, especially with younger kids, they do like getting stickers and they do find it a little bit motivating. I question whether it's going to have the long-term motivation that we want kids to develop grit and resilience. Often there's the case in class where you just have to wait your turn to get a stick. If you wait long enough, you'll get the class reward. It doesn't really mean anything. Okay, cool. I take your point. Simon, would you like to present the case against using whole class rewards then? So this is the flip side of the point that you made earlier, really. Aren't whole class rewards really a case of the emperor's new clothes? 
everyone else is saying something works. But deep down, don't they really suspect that if they took the whole class rewards away, it wouldn't really make that much of a difference? Isn't it time that a few brave people stood up and actually said, whole class rewards, actually, they don't make that much of a difference. Oh, I think if you took away the whole class rewards in a lot of classrooms, behaviour management would crumble. I think lots of teachers use this as their prop for managing behaviour. And if you took that away and didn't replace it with something else, I think behaviour would go downhill. Okay, so what we're talking about then is not holding on to whole class rewards because they work, but actually we might need to train teachers in another form of behaviour management that might be more effective. At to this point, I just want to take a moment to tell you about our competition where you could get your hands on over £130 worth of school behaviour goodies. We've got a stack of books by authors like Paul Dix, Tom Bennett, Stuart Shanker, Lee Cancer and Carol Dweck up for grabs, plus a three-month subscription to our exclusive Inner Circle online programme packed with hours and hours of video training about all aspects of managing behaviour in school. To win these prizes, all you have to do is leave an honest review and rating for our show on Apple Podcasts, grab a screenshot on your phone and email it to me at simon at beaconschoolsupport.co.uk. Entries are limited to one per person and no purchase is necessary. It's completely free to enter, but I must have received your email before February the 28th, 2021. Remember, we can only accept screenshots from Apple Podcasts. We'll draw the winner at random at the start of March 2021. You can find more details at beaconschoolsupport.co.uk slash podcastcompetition.php. So what have you got to lose? Rate, review us and send me your screenshot today and you'll be in with a chance of winning that fantastic prize pot. And now it's back to the podcast. Okay, let's move on to my next point. And my point is whole class rewards tend to be an extrinsic form of reward. So an extrinsic form of reward is something that's done to you to encourage you to behave in a certain way, to motivate you in a certain way. All extrinsic rewards have a short-term impact. So they're very, very exciting for a while. I accept that they can be motivating in the short term. If you want to set up a system of rewards in class to encourage kids to put their hand up or be polite to each other, I accept that in the short term, that is going to work. But the novelty of whole class rewards wears off very, very quickly. And sooner or later, the kids just don't care one way or the other. Yeah, I do kind of agree with that. If you have the same rewards for a year, day after day after day, there'll be a small portion of the class who are still motivated to working towards those rewards. But I think the most effective whole class reward systems are those where you change it up a little bit, keep it fresh, doing the same job in dangling the carrot, if you like, and trying to get them motivated and get them interested. But you're making the carrot look a little bit different so that it doesn't lose its novelty and its appeal because it's just the same old carrot day after day after day. How about this then, all right? We become habituated to the reward and we learn to expect it. So what do I mean by that? So if every time I hold open a door for the teacher, initially the teacher gives me a dojo or a sticker or a house point or something. And to start with, that is motivating. But after a while, every time I open the door, if I get that house point, I just expect it. It's kind of like when you get a, a wage increase at the end of the year. To start with, you see the difference in your wages. You see your wages going up. And yeah, that has a motivating impact. But it doesn't take long for that wage 
wage increase just to become part of your normal salary that you learn to expect, it loses that motivating impact. So we've got our child there holding open the door. She becomes habituated. She becomes used to getting a house point every time she does it. So it loses its impact. And then to have the same impact in the future, we have to up the reward. So now we have to offer two house points to someone who holds open the door. Yeah, I do take your point there, but I think there's an easy way to combat that. There's a couple of things you can do. One is be really specific about what you're rewarding for, but the other is to be quite sporadic in rewards. So you wouldn't necessarily give a house point or something tangible every single time somebody held the door open for you, but you might drop that in randomly here and there. So when somebody opens the door on Monday morning, you might say, Thank you, Sarah, for opening the door so the whole class can hear what the expectation is. And you might give Sarah a house point. She was the first one that did that. The next couple of people might just get a thank you or a smile and not a house point. And then when the behavior starts to wane, you might throw a house point in again. Also keeping an eye and an overview and making sure that you're not just rewarding the same few children all of the time, but looking out for what are children doing that's above and beyond that is worth recognizing and worth giving something tangible for. Remember, there are lots and lots of ways to reward children. It doesn't have to be a house point or a dojo or moving up the zone board. Interaction is a reward as well. A smile is reward. A thank you is reward. All of that positive human interaction is also worthwhile. Aren't whole class rewards then impossible to issue fairly? So actually they become demotivating. And I'm not bitter about something that happened into my childhood, but going off on a tangent for a minute, we used to have something called the Red Book in our middle school that I went to. Every week, the teacher would choose someone who had put in lots of effort to go in the Red Book and have their effort read out in class. Now, I never once received an entry in the red book. And this was literally a reward that you just had to wait your turn for. Isn't it impossible for a class teacher to completely fairly administer a whole class reward? If you're giving out rewards for kids who are working quietly, how can you do that for 30 kids? How can you administer a system like that fairly? Because if you can't, it's going to be demotivating. I think you have to be realistic and I think you have to be open and honest and transparent with the pupils and you have to let them know that they are getting noticed and they are being appreciated lots of the time even the times when they don't specifically get that tangible reward, when they don't get that house point. So letting children know, say things like, I like it when you all, or I notice you when, using that kind of vocabulary. Lots of children can cope with being recognised and rewarded without necessarily having the tangible reward, as long as they feel like they are getting noticed. Your teacher back in school there just needed a class list. If you are going to go down that route, I know I used to do Star of the Week, and if you're going down the route of wanting everybody to achieve the reward at their turn, then do keep an accurate record. Because as Simon has clearly demonstrated, his childhood has been scarred by being that pupil who was overlooked and not getting that recognition. Years of therapy, Emma. If that's the type of reward that you're going for, where you want everybody to achieve it, and you're going to engineer the situation to make sure that everybody shines in their own way, I do think that has got some merit because every child can do something good and something right and something worth while, but make sure that your system is robust. Have a little system like your class list and you just tick that off. 
But shouldn't the reward for doing the right thing be the feeling of having done the right thing? In my old school, if I'd been brought up to appreciate putting in effort into a piece of work has its own value and the result of that is feeling proud, wouldn't have that been more effective? Let me just give you an example of how giving rewards skews why we're doing the right thing. I remember going out with my kids one Christmas when they were younger, when there was snow outside. And outside one of the houses, we saw an envelope that looked like a Christmas card in it. And so my my little girl picked it up and she went running off down the path, knock on the door. And my little son went trudging off after her. So they were both knocking on the door and the door opened. This guy answered and he was surprised to see someone like a five and a seven year old standing at his door. My daughter said, we found this at the end of your path. And she handed over the card and the man smiled and he took the card, put his hand in his pocket and took out a, a couple of pound coins and gave one to my daughter and he gave a pound coin to my son. And as they came skipping down the path, what should have been a conversation about, you know, what a lovely thing you've done. Don't you feel so proud doing it because it's the right thing? The conversation was, let's find more Christmas cards. Let's get more cash. We should be doing the right thing because it's the right thing, shouldn't we? Yes, but how many young children are motivated by doing the right thing all of the time? I think your reward system needs to be a prop. I do think the long-term goal is to build up that intrinsic motivation so that they feel that when they do the right thing, it feels good and they're motivated to do it again. Okay then, so let's move on to our conclusion. Extrinsic motivators, things like whole class systems, do have their advantages and disadvantages, and hopefully we've highlighted some of them today. There's no perfect system for getting kids to be motivated. If you're after a short-term boost towards one type of behavior or after a short-term impact, if you want to change something in your class, go for it. But you do need to accept that that system is going to kind of run out of steam in a relatively short amount of time. And that's going to involve you either scrapping the system or replacing the system with something else or adapting that system and evolving it over time. If you want to get sustained effort, if you want to develop kids' resilience and grit, what we need to do is look at ways of increasing your students' intrinsic motivation. That's doing it for your own internal reasons, doing it because you you want to feel proud of yourself or you want to make the people around you proud or you care about how you behave, doing it because it's the right thing. And if we're going to use extrinsic rewards, we need to be really specific about why we're giving the reward to the students and present the reward as close to the behavior as possible. The longer the reward is away from the behavior, the less effective it's going to be. Yeah, I definitely agree there. We're looking for a short feedback loop, aren't we? If the child gets the reward and they don't know what it's for, then what was the point of that? The reward is supposed to motivate them to replicate and repeat the behaviors that we want more of. But if they don't even know what they got it for, that's just not going to happen. Okay, so that was a bit of fun there then. And we were playing devil's advocate by just presenting both sides of the argument. Just out of interest, Simon and I do really believe that intrinsic motivations are best, but you might need a little bit of external motivation to help you get there. If you want to know more about improving your classroom management, we've got a completely free download that goes together with this episode, and it's called the Classroom Management Score Sheet. Inside the score sheet, you'll find a list of about 37 factors 
that have an impact on classroom management. The score sheet has a list of items that you are clearly either doing or not doing. Think of it as a roadmap to how you motivate children in your classroom. And it's based on thousands of real life observations that Simon and I have conducted between us. So you know it's grounded in sound classroom practice. And if you're supporting a colleague with their classroom management, it can help to make your feedback and action points even more clear and objective. Get it now by going to beaconschoolsupport.co.uk, clicking on the free resources option in the menu, and you'll find it near the top of the page. It's completely free, so you can get that today. And of course, don't forget to enter our competition. It's almost over. We've got just shy of £100 worth of books about behaviour in schools to give away, including Running the Room by Tom Bennett, Assertive Discipline by Lee Cantor, When the Adults Change by Paul Dix. We're also going to throw in a three-month subscription of our own Inner Circle online programme containing over 20 videos and resources about successful behaviour management in schools, and that's worth over £40. If you want to win, all you've got to do is give this podcast an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts and email a screenshot to me at simon at beaconschoolsupport.co.uk. We're going to pick one lucky winner at random, one entry per person, no purchase necessary. You can't enter if you're one of our family members. So sorry, mum. Get your entries in before February the 28th, 2021. If you're listening in the future, we can't take entries from the future. And remember, we can only accept screenshots from Apple Podcasts. Finally, if you like what you've heard today and you don't want to miss the next episode, open your podcast app now and hit the subscribe button. That's going to make sure that the next episode of School Behaviour Secrets arrives in your podcast app without you even having to think about it. So all that's left for me to say is thanks for listening to School Behaviour Secrets. Have a great week and we look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. Bye now.